like a lot of cement walls around me yeah so yeah. is that symbolic for something in your life a lot of um, cement walls around you yeah kind of like fantasy football yeah maybe <laughs> i mean i feel pretty good about fantasy football i'm feeling less good about the bets that i've made so far this year it's just been stinkers yeah yeah i feel like um in any sport I don't start betting until like midway through the season in terms of like betting on it's so hard to tell. Like you don't know. Like, I mean, like I think the big surprises are a lot of the defenses in, Mm -hmm. in, in the NFL. Like there was a lot, a handful of defenses that were supposed to, um, you know, be really good, like Washington and, you know, the Colts and stuff like that. And just like, they haven't looked good. And it's just like, how could you predict that? How could you predict that at the beginning of the season when you haven't seen these teams play at all? Yeah, and it's still a long season. You know, it's uh, 14 more games. That that one extra game is, um, you know, something. Yeah, well, I think, like, you know, you get to, like, week eight, and I think you have a pretty firm understanding of, like, what teams are going to perform like. I think it's it's safer to make bets at that point in the season because – you're not taking shots in the dark of like, well, you know, everyone in the preseason said this was supposed to be this way about this team. Yeah, but I thought I had an edge. You evidently didn't at all. They have that <laughs> always. Man, even last night, the Thursday night game, the uh, Bengals versus the Jaguars, I took, um, I took the Bengals and I bought a point down to six and a half or a half a point, I can't remember. And uh, and I just assumed, I was like, oh, the Bengals are going to roll the Jaguars. It's in Cincinnati, a night game. Like, the Bengals have looked pretty good. The Jags have looked garbage. Like, this is this is an easy one. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't. No, that didn't work yeah. out. Didn't take the lead until the final second of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, luckily, I didn't watch any of it. So, that was that It was a good game. Least. It was a good yeah. game, and it was it was cool to watch uh, Lawrence and Burrow. Uh, yeah, you can you can see the talent with both those guys just watching them play, and it was like okay, all right, these guys are the future, and you know that's pretty bold because I mean you got Cincinnati. I mean, back in a long time they haven't won a Super Bowl. They haven't even been relevant in the playoffs much. So mm-hmm. it's always fun to see teams like that start to get better. Yeah, I Yeah, I know I'm kind of rooting for Cincinnati in a way. Um I want the Burrow draft pick to work and I uh, I really like him. I think he's really oh, good. He's really I, good. He's really yeah, good. I really like the weapons around him. Oh yeah, Chase. Ooh. 
Ooh, remember when I told you to draft Chase? Remember I was like, oh, I really like Jamar Chase. No. You were like, oh, you were like, oh. When you were talking about your um, dynasty league and you're doing your rookie draft, and you were like, yeah. who would you take? And, you know, we, of course, talked about the running back, but I was like, I also look at Jamar Chase. I think he's going to be a, a number one for one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Like, that combination can be deadly for the next 10 years. No, I don't remember that at all. Huh? Collective memory. <laughs> no, I actually Black do remember that. Yeah. I do remember it very well. I think I'd still take Najee Harris. It, it's a, um, it's a like a standard dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Weird. No, I, I think I would too. I was just saying if there was a wide receiver to take, and I think we also discussed Devonta Smith, who now like, uh, you know, it's only what three weeks in. He's had two stinkers in a row, and I watched that game, and it was just like, he's just small. And he needs to get separation from these guys. And he just wasn't getting as much. And, you know, Hurts was pretty inaccurate, especially in the first half. So, you know, not just his fault. But it, it kind of made me worry about that combination. I'm not worried about Hurts and his scoring ability. But, like, Devonta Smith, it might be hard this year to kind of predict when he's going to boom. That's true. That is true. Um, we'll see uh, how he does in week four. Um yeah, I think it seems like Rager is getting more targets over there. Um, I by a little bit. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not like like Smith getting like not getting many targets. Then he got like six or seven targets both the last two games, which is a good mm-hmm. amount. Yeah, well, they've got no offensive line, and they are even down more offensive linemen. I think. Um, yeah, five it's, five handoffs to running backs in that Monday night loss to Dallas. Yeah, so they couldn't get it going. They, yeah, it's gonna like and Devonta Smith is a downfield guy, right? Rager is a little bit of a closer to the line of scrimmage guy, perhaps, and maybe it's well, possession maybe receiver. But I think it's they don't have time. Kind of the opposite. I think it's kind of the opposite, actually. I think Devonta Smith is the possession receiver, and he just wasn't able to snag those short balls because Dallas was up on them, and he's just not a big guy. So like. Dallas has some big corners, and he might struggle with big corners, at least to start his career, until he learns how to play a little bit better against them. But um, the corner on Dallas was also on the Alabama team. So he might also kind of know, you know, what Smith's up to and, like, knows his moves and stuff like that. So who knows? It could have just been a bad matchup for him. But it, it does have me a little worried. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there is real concern with the team. I know I'm kind of going back to that again because I think it's a bit of a, an offensive line problem right now or maybe even a scheme problem or just everything. Like I think it's, it's offensive not... line. I think it's offensive yeah. line. And I do think Hurts needs to get more accurate. I think, yeah. you know, he's, I think. He's not the problem for the record right now. And for the purposes of fantasy football, it's, it's he's kind great. of a, irrelevant. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, been, he's been scoring like 25 points a game or something like that. Yeah. Now, if he were to get efficient, that could be really incredible. Um, yeah, and, and I think he will. The offense just to click. Yeah, I, and I think he will get. He will, he will have games. I think it's once again kind of going back to that thing with Smith. Is like, you know, with at least with Hertz, he's always going to boom for the most part because he's going to get his points probably. Um, mm-hmm. But like, when is he going to really boom? Like, you don't know. You know, when is he going to have like the week he had week one? You've got to have another one of those. I mean, it's obviously yeah. in him to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you're, you know, you're going to have a lot of, like, 20, 25-point games and maybe one 40-point game. Right. Which, hey, yeah. I'll take that. 
I'll take that. No, that's great. I mean, if his if his floor can be as high as as twenty two points or whatever, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, fantasy wise, I'm not worried about him, but yeah, just overall, it's a little concerning. But who knows? Maybe they'll get their some of their offensive linemen back. He'll get into more of a rhythm, and you know, who knows? Because we just saw week one. We saw it week one. Smith looked great. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a good player. Um, so we'll see where that goes as he develops. Um, Rashad Bateman is back. Yep. Uh, our boy. Our boy. We both tried boy. to get him. We did. There was a, a minor bidding war in the uh, free agents uh, auction this week. Um, I think I bid 12, and I think you bid 5 for uh, Rashad Bateman. I think we were the only bidders, too, out of the league. Wow. That's crazy. Which is kind of crazy. I don't know why he wasn't on anyone else's radar. And um, really, I what, probably was, should have picked him up last week anyway. Was there – yeah, you probably – you would have got him for free. Yeah. But, yeah, I just uh, – there's a guy that I follow on Twitter, and he was, like, gushing about Bateman. I did a deeper dive, and I was like, oh, and he's coming back? I was like, I should put in a bid. And I didn't think anyone would put in a bid. So I didn't put in a five-buck bid. And now looking back on it, I should have done – you know, 15, then I would have them, but so is life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I was watching that that uh, Ravens game last week and watched Marquise Brown drop two touchdowns right off his hands. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about him. It's I don't know if it was high. Yeah, he was a big-time sell-high. You can't sell him now. <laughs> no, um, even, no. Even, yeah, even though statistically I think he ended up okay in that week three game, um, he definitely – left a lot of uh, fantasy points on the on the field. And um, Rashad Bateman has a better prospect profile anyway. Um, I think it was a second-round pick, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, um, yeah. yeah he, he's going to – I think he's going to be the number one pretty much immediately. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, hey, that would be great for you. Well, whatever it's worth in Baltimore anyway. I mean, it's going to – For sure, gonna take for sure. a few weeks – to, to see if he's startable, no matter what, which I'm not yeah. on yet. But I, I mean, think he's going to be the number one. On the flip side, uh, Hollywood Brown had a bad game, and guess who had a good game? Mark Andrews. Right. He had over 100 yards. So, you know, I think Mark, maybe Jackson gets a little bit back in line with Mark Andrews because it just seemed like when they click, when the two of them click, the offense just becomes so much more deadly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they were they were pretty much terrible in that game versus the Lions. Um, other than, you know, I mean, would they score nineteen points or something like that? They, they well, had to win. I, well, that's uh, because yeah. Hollywood Brown had two drops in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think uh, I think Bateman catches those balls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Give him two weeks for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. No, I am excited about Jalen Waddle though this week. Um I think I'm gonna start him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean he got like a I, million targets last week. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean I, I, I like him. I like him. I just I mean Jacob but Jacoby Brissett is our quarterback this week. Yeah. I don't love that. Yeah, it seems like it, it could be good for Waddle, though. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to check the uh, amount of targets he had, but I think he had, like, 13 catches or something like that. He really had, like, a like a vintage, um, like, 2015 Jarvis Landry with the Dolphins uh, game. It's, like, 13 catches for uh, 
for 50 like 70 yards. yards. 58 <laughs> yards? Are you serious? I think it was that one. I did not, that. Let me, let me I did not see the stat line. I didn't even know yeah. he had a good game last week. He did, yeah. Okay, 13 targets, 12 catches, 58 yards. So in a, in a PPR league, I mean, that's pretty great. That's more. pretty good. Yeah, he was almost 18 points in, in the uh, in our league. Um, I don't know what more you can ask for. You know, Brissett seems to throw to him frequently. Uh, him and Gusecki. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like Brissett. I mean, Colts defense has been underperforming, but they are a good defense. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll yeah, interesting. and I also feel like he's going to, like, completely blow up one of these weeks with, like, two touchdowns. Uh, I agree, Brissette. but I don't know if yeah. he's going to do that with Brissett. I think he's going to do it with someone. I don't think it matters because the targets are there. Um, six targets in his first ever game uh, with Tua and, mm-hmm. uh, and in the NFL. And then week two was um, eight targets, six catches. And then, yeah, week three, 13 targets. So, I mean, he's not getting a ton of yards. He's topped off at 61 so far. So he's really like, you know, he's averaging like seven yards a catch or something like that. It's like, you know, not good. Not a good yards per catch average. But um, he's just, I feel like he's inches away from breaking one. Uh, I mean, sure. But like he's so like, fast, and they keep giving it to him um, close to the line of scrimmage. I, yeah, I think I'd be more comfortable in that sediment once Tua comes back, and uh, you know they're they're more dangerous with Tua than Jacoby Brissett. Than Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, yeah, I think so. They almost beat the Raiders in Las Vegas last week. Raiders been playing pretty good. Yeah, almost, almost did. I mean, I get, I get it. Tua beat the Patriots, but he didn't look good. Um, he didn't. He didn't. And I, I don't yeah. think, I don't think Tua is like a huge difference over Brissett. But I just, and I don't think Brissett's terrible. But I just think, like, if you're looking for that two touchdown game or that big breakout game, I don't know if it comes with Brissett. I actually, I think it's gonna, it's more likely to come with Brissett because um, I just think he's more of like that gunslinger type. Um, okay. Who you know who will throw the ball? That's yeah. I mean, I don't know. They, they seem like they still have kid gloves on Tua. Yeah, maybe. You know? I mean, yeah, maybe. I get that. Big. I'm not a big fan. Although, yeah, Brissett only threw for 215 yards last week. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at this guy had 12 receptions with what 50 some yards. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know if you're going to get that big breakout with this guy, but you know who knows. But like, I do like the player. I like Waddle. I do think he's a talented player, and I do think he will be a. He could potentially be like a fringe keeper at the end of the year. Yeah. I, I just don't know if it's. I, maybe it's with neither one of those guys. You know, I don't know. Right. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Who knows? Let's get him. Get him to town. Get him to Miami. Um, Brissett was 32 of 49 last week for 215 yards without a touchdown or interception. Well, well, that's a lot of passes. And he, he, uh, I don't know if you saw the end of that game, but he sort of willed willed it to overtime by uh, uh, running a touchdown and then getting a two-point conversion to tie it to go to overtime. You should just uh, was, uh, you should just pick up uh, Brissett on your team. You love him so much. I think he's owned in our league. You, you should start him. 
<laughs> I mean, he's, he's a pretty good player. I I take that. I don't think he's like I said. I don't think he's bad. Like, I just don't. Yeah. I just don't think he's very good. And I don't. You're right. I don't know if Tua is very good either. So, yeah. like, I'm worried I think, about that. I, I think yeah, that might I think be better. I think that's what's going to hold Waddle back. It's not the talent of Waddle. Like, right. yeah, it's cool. He got 12 receptions in the PPR league. That's great. But like, 50 some yards, no touchdowns. Like, that's a little worrisome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, with players like that, I feel like it, it's going to get there eventually. You know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It, it's just will it get there eventually with the quarterbacks they have, or do they have? Does he have to wait for them to get another quarterback? Uh, well, I. I kind of mean. I think it's going to get there eventually this year. So it's something okay. like this season, like and, well, and not. That's what you're hoping for. You maybe hope. not. Yeah, maybe not consistently, but I do think um, he's going to have a game where you know those 13 targets or whatever end up going for two touchdowns. So maybe they're sure. maybe they're long ones. Maybe it's like a short pass that he breaks. Like could it seems like that's what they've been trying to get him to yeah. do. It could be so. could be any of those things. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I, I think it happens soon. Okay. This are week. We done, are we done talking about Jalen Lowell? <laughs> yeah, we can move on to your team. I mean, other players. Um, yeah. I, 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 the thing I'm uh, – the person that I'm, like, a little cautiously optimistic on my team is Henry Ruggs. I'm not going to play him this, play him this week unless I have to because uh, they're facing a really good secondary that uh, – the Chargers secondary that just shut down uh, Tyree Kill. Yeah, and they're kind of kind of similar players, so kind of don't want to have to play him this week. But if Juju isn't playing because he's questionable right now, maybe I'll play him. But I'm a little optimistic about what I'm seeing over there and uh, some of the catches he's been making in the last couple weeks. Um, yeah, I'm like, okay, like because I knew he's fast. We all knew he's fast, but I mean. Some of the catches he's making, some of the body control, like some of the stuff that I'm seeing, I'm like, okay, this guy looks like a guy that can potentially be a star. Yeah, or even just a player, you know, like a useful player. Like exactly, that. or a player you yeah. wouldn't be, you wouldn't feel like really, really worried about starting. You know, right. like if you had to, like, like in terms of where I have him on my team, like that wide receiver four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm it's not, a ton of upside. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, so Ruggs cracked the 100-point mark or 100 uh, yard mark in week two on seven targets, five catches. He had a big touchdown in that game versus Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That was pretty great. Yeah, got um, good defense. Yeah, and um, home for Miami last week, seven targets, four catches, 78 yards. So a pretty good stat line there. Not good um, defense. Yeah, yeah. So he's um I agree, you know, he's becoming a useful player. He and you know, for the record, he went from like first wide receiver drafted to like col- like potentially a colossal bust. And, yeah. Well I, and now I think he's that, useful. I think the thing that everyone said with him coming out of college is he didn't run many different routes. Like he just relied on his uh, like athletic ability to beat guys in college, and you just can't do that in the NFL. You need to do you need to be more than just an athlete. And I think he's you know learning that role and learning how, how he fits in that offense. And I think last year probably humbled him a little bit. And like and then say, okay, now I got to really work my ass off to like go out there and be 
the number one wide receiver because they gave him the opportunity to do that now. What they, they, did. Didn't, they didn't bring anybody in to challenge him for that number one role. So no, I, think, I, I think they also know, like Brian Edwards, but um, he's a different absolutely. kind of player. But, yeah, I mean, he's a great compliment to Ruggs. And, you know, obviously with Waller, you know, I mean, that's a dynamic offense. And they got running back dots. I mean, look at Peyton Barber. He's yeah. the next man up. And he had an amazing game, over 100 yards rushing. You know, so I think, like, I'm, I'm starting to be really bummed out that I didn't get Derek Carr and I got Big Ben instead. Yeah. I'm a little yeah, bummed out. I did, he was a big part of me winning last year. He, he was yeah. really pretty consistent. He kind of had a nice little, like, 18 to 22 point four, mm-hmm. and, and, like, just was consistent. And, like, this year he's been even better. I mean, that offense they really put together. And, you know, as, as, as annoying as Gruden can be sometimes, like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, it, it's working this year so far. Yeah. You know, the, the 10-year contract hadn't really – been a success or even looked like it at all until this year. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of those moves were kind of questionable, and obviously the team wasn't winning. Um, but this year seems different, and um, it seems really fun to see a game in, in Las Vegas. I really kind of want to do that at some point. Yeah, I mean, save up. Yeah. Why is it expensive? Yeah, I mean, I think it's third is usually pretty expensive because it's brand new, you know, and everything. But yeah. and, and, but um, I know we were like, I just for you know, just to kind of see how much tickets were because the Bears are going to be in Vegas this year. Yeah. I looked up ticket prices just for the heck of it. Like I knew I wasn't going to go, but I just wanted to see. And like nosebleeds, like the cheapest ticket was like six hundred dollars. Whoa, really? Yeah, I think it's gone down since then because I think that was, like, right when the schedule got announced and, like, everyone was like, yeah. I need to go, you know? Um, right. But my buddy was saying that even, like, the hotels that weekend are, like, insanely priced, too. I was just like, wow. I could see crazy. people from Chicago, like... Uh, well, like, and there's a lot of Chicago people in L.A. Yeah. You know, there's, sure. a lot of, there's a lot of Chicago people everywhere. I mean, it's one of the bigger cities in America. I mean, it's just, like, there's a lot of Boston people everywhere. Right. Um, that that's going to make for an interesting dynamic um, with like the crowd noise because you know obviously the Raiders haven't been in Las Vegas more than a few games and yeah. um, and so like they don't have any like uh, old school fans so the fandom is no you know, there's 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 I was reading an article they were saying there is a decent sized percentage of people from Oakland that got season tickets. Uh, in Las Vegas. Vegas? Yeah. Like the drive there? Or fly? I mean, if you're spending, if you're getting season tickets for football, it usually means you have a little bit of money. Yeah. So, like, I think, you know, how many games is that a year? Eight? So that's like eight flights from Oakland to Vegas, which, you know, sometimes you can get a flight from, like, L.A. to Vegas, but I'm sure Oakland to Vegas were probably, like, 100, 200 bucks around trip. Yeah. Oh, I mean, interesting. I think I, I, th- I think you know they were saying, but I mean, these people have been fans for decades and generations. I'm like, yeah, I they they're gonna just stop being fans because the team moved. Well, um, they, I mean, that this franchise specifically has moved several times, so um, they, maybe they're just like used to it. But I think in general, they every team that moves loses a lot of their their old fan base. 
for sure, because a lot of times it's, you know, on the other side of the country, like, you know, like with, with the uh, St. Louis Rams, like moving yeah. to Los Angeles, that's a hike. Like yeah. Oakland to Vegas, Oakland to Vegas, not that bad. Um, right. And the Rams, I think they, weren't they in LA before they were in St. Louis and then they went back yeah. to LA? Yeah. So okay. yeah, they still, they still had fans here, but, um, but, and I know Vegas as a, as a town really loves their sports teams. Like the Vegas, contingent like all the people that live in vegas really got behind that new hockey team and like they're like yeah their stadium's one of the craziest stadiums like to go for, for people to go play so i think there is a lot of people in vegas too that went and got season tickets and are now huge oakland or vegas raiders fans that's pretty cool well good i'm, I'm happy for the franchise it seems like a uh, a great move for um for that franchise uh, obviously, staying in Oakland and playing where they were playing was not really uh, moving the needle. Yeah, it would have been cool if they could have got a new stadium in Oakland. I feel yeah. I feel bad because Oakland fans are pretty, you know, especially for the Raiders, you know, they were pretty die, you know, they're very diehard. And, you know, that's tough. It's tough, especially like, you know, you grew up in Oakland your whole life. That's your team. And then all of a sudden they're just not there anymore. It's kind of sucks. Yeah. Yep. Um, but well, how are you feeling about the uh, the Bill versus Tom Bowl this week? Um, I can't say that I'm all that excited about it. What? To be honest, Buccaneers, honest. Patriots, Brady versus Belichick. Come on, Patriots aren't a very good team. Oh, come on! But it's in New England. So what? So there'll be a bunch <laughs> of obnoxious Boston people yelling until their brains get beat in. And they all, love their fan base. Uh, I hate those people. <laughs> no, I, I just had like so I, I take that back. So I went to a game. It was Bears, New England, had amazing seats. Uh, Bears got shellacked, and this girl behind me was just screaming the whole game, and it was just like obnoxious. And like her boyfriend was just like a little twerp, and he just like he was like you could I could tell like he was kind of annoyed by it, but he would never say anything. And then she was, like, trying to get into it with me because I was wearing, like, bear stuff. I was like, what is your problem? Your team's up, like, 30. Are you psycho? And, like, the boyfriend, like, the boyfriend, like, half stood up. And then everyone around me was, like, cheering and was, like, you know, like, they were tired of hearing her scream, too. So, like, everyone was just, like, everyone around me was, like, thank you for saying that. Like, she is awful. And, like, the boyfriend was, like, trying to be hard. But, like, there was this group of Patriots fans that were also on my side. I'm like, okay. well, at least – I was like, at least these guys are cool. Yeah, um, they'll, but they'll, I, people know the crowd, you know. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely, and there was also a woman who got really in my face because I was walking to my seat during the national anthem, and I guess uh, you need to stand at attention. I'm so like, disrespectful, you, Adam. I, I was like, what is your fucking problem? Like, I'm just going <laughs> you can't to my say seat. that during the national anthem. Sure I can. I can say whatever I want. It's a free country. Isn't that what's so great about it? <laughs> oh, boy. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. But I'm just saying, like, isn't that, shouldn't we be able to do whatever the fuck we want? Isn't that, isn't that what freedoms are all about? Uh, that's what these people are teaching me, right? <laughs> I don't know. We're free to gamble. That That is one thing that I uh, am very excited about. Um, gambling? gambling? Yeah. What, gambling what is, site do you use? I use my uh, my bookie. My bookie. And, you uh, you uh, like that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's really one of the only ones I've tried for football bets so far. Um, now, that's... What states are is it legal to bet in? Because I feel you know, like California is still not one of them. 
Yeah, I don't know. This one runs out of a different country. I think they kind of uh, get around it with my book. It's like .ag, so I don't know what oh, yeah. that is. Yeah. Germany. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, like you, can, you, can make, you can make real money. <laughs> I like real money. I like real yeah, money. I got a teaser this week. I, uh, uh, teasing them. I really feel good about this one. It's uh, Kansas City minus 0. 0.5 versus the Eagles. I think this was a uh, six-point teaser. I got the Titans minus 0. 0.5 versus the Jets, although now I see that Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are both out, but I still feel good about that. And Denzel Mims. What about the return of Denzel Mims? I don't think the Titans are going to lose that game. But yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they still got Derrick Henry, so at least there's that. And Fersker. Is Fersker going to be playing? Is he healthy? Fersker career night. Sure, it know. could be a career night for Fersker. <laughs> Start him up. Start him up. And, and then I get the Lions at plus nine over your boys, the Bears. Plus nine, yeah. I think that's safe to say. I mean, like, the Bears are just a nightmare right now. Um, yeah. It's just – it's shocking to me how they, like, just – like, and it's just kind of like an organizational thing. They've never, ever fired a coach midseason. And after that game, like, I don't know how you say that this is our coach. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, you had almost – you had so long to at least get a game plan going with this quarterback, this guy who's supposed to be your future. And it looked like there was just no game plan at all. And, like, it, the, the way they're yeah. scheming the offensive line, it's almost like they're feeding into the wolves. So like, Nagy could be like, see, I need Dalton. Because that's who he knows how to scheme around because he's just such a bad play caller. He's not creative. He's not inventive. Anything that he does that he tries to be creative and inventive with usually fails. Like, I, mean, I, I just, yeah, it's tough because they do have talent, uh, especially on the defensive side of the field. Right. So, like, I just don't get, like, I mean, I guess it's because they've made the playoffs twice in his three years there. And the last time it was, the last year, last year it was because they expanded the playoffs. And the time before, they, they had a, you know, they had a good team. A lot of that was the defense that was, you know, came from the year previous. Yeah. Like, it's not so much Nagy, you know, but Trubisky played all right that first year. And then it was yeah. like almost almost like he went backwards with it. And I think Trubisky played well because he only had a year under Nagy. You know, like the longer he was, the more advice he got from Nagy, the worse he got. <laughs> and I also think um, the league got used to playing them and seeing whatever they were doing that actually yeah, because it's not, that first Yeah, time. because it's not creative. It's not, right. it's not anything that's like, oh, okay that's tricky or like I see what he did there. Everything was just like so like I can tell you the amount of times he ran Cordell Patterson on fourth and two just straight down the middle and just never got it. And I'm just like, you're not fooling anybody. Right. Like like I don't get it. So I mean I think that Lions bet's probably good. I think the Lions could probably beat the Bears at this point. Yeah. I do I do I actually do think they win that game. I think um Obviously, Fields has uh, uh, immense talent, but yeah, I, I couldn't tell from my perspective if um, if well, Maggie was Dalton, actually Dalton if he was actually right. Well, also, that's, he's also saying Foles could start, so I'm like, right, this right. guy's so a I, mess. This I, guy doesn't know what he's doing. Well, I think Maggie might have just been right in that Fields wasn't ready to play. 
Okay. And, and that's he's I mean, part of his, his problem. If he's a backup but. quarterback, he should be ready to play. And you don't make him the backup. You know, like, I don't know why, like, a coach saying this player that we drafted, you know, and this was many, many months ago, the player we drafted, we've had off-season workouts and preseason workouts and preseason games, is still not ready. That's a coaching problem for me. I mean, they, they have a, a backup quarterback, or I guess a third-string quarterback, who's been a Super Bowl MVP. Um, <clears throat> maybe those other guys just give the Bears a better chance to win on a week-to-week basis right now. Obviously not long-term, but sure. But then you go on. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't think he's a very good coach. I think. I think you're probably he, right there. <laughs> I think if you, I think if he's on, if Justin Fields is on a Bill Belichick team, you know, or just any Andy Reid team, like any team has a good coach. Like I, mean, I know uh, Mahomes didn't start right away either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that Fields had to start right away, but like if he's your backup quarterback, he should be more ready than what last week was. I agree you with that. To, you have to scheme for him a little bit better because that was embarrassing. Or just make Foles your backup quarterback for now. Like I don't like I, that part. I definitely don't I mean, understand. And I, but I, I get the pressure. I get the pressure because everybody wants Justin Fields to start now, and there's the pressure of that. So if you make him the third string quarterback, then you get even more hate. But, like, if he's a backup, at least figure out a scheme that works for him and doesn't get him eaten alive, because that's what happened. Yeah. And there was just, like, the scheme. There was just no scheme. It was just, like, they are just putting five offensive linemen on there, a lot of which are, like, backups and, like, you know, people way past their prime, like Jason Peters. And it's just like, oh, yeah, Miles Garrett, one of the best pass rushers in the league. Please, just feast. You know, it was just like they were letting them. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they play Cleveland. Cleveland's been pretty good, though. No, and, but you know, the thing, fact of the matter is, like, at halftime, it was it, could, it was anybody's game. Because yeah. the defense played so well, but the offense couldn't stay on the field, so the defense eventually got fired. Right. And it was just like, it was bad. <laughs> the yeah. worst, probably one of the worst games I've watched in a while. Yeah. For, like, for like my team. Mm-hmm. And uh, for fantasy, what, I mean, what do you do with Justin Fields now? Like, obviously, in a keeper league, you're not dropping him. But in a uh, season-long league, you could definitely can't play him this week. And not only that, you might you might be droppable in, like, a regular season league. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Um, yeah. Possibly. I mean, it's it, – it, and then I so – what about the rest of the guys? Like, do you have any faith in Montgomery or Allen Robinson? Or Darnell Mooney, my boy. Like you can't have any, you can't have any faith in any of those guys. Like maybe Robinson. Yeah. Maybe Robinson, but like even then, like I would just be very worried if I owned any of those guys right now. If I wasn't beat by any of those, you know, if I, especially like running back. Like what if Montgomery's your RB two? Yeah, that's that's a rough break right now. Um, oh. But. I think for the Bears, I really think Foles actually. I think the only way the Bears going to want to run this year is if Foles is the star for a period of time. The or Dalton. Of, I, I don't think Dalton's terrible. I don't think he's, no, I don't think he's don't too think bad Dalton's either. Terrible. I think, he's I think Foles has been pretty stinky the last couple of years. Like, after that Eagles championship, he's been, he was bad with uh, Jacksonville. He was, you know, bad with the Bears. Like, he hasn't looked good. So, like, I think there is a reason he is with the QB3 there. 
Um, and there is a reason nobody trades for him <laughs> to get him. Um, yeah, there's definitely teams lobby. that, yeah, there's definitely teams that need QB help and definitely have backups worse, supposedly worse than Foles. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think there's something to that. So, like, if Dalton comes back this week, I think uh, maybe the Bears have a chance to win it, uh, yeah. win that game. But, but yeah, I don't think they're beating Detroit by double digits. If they win. No. It'll be close. It'll be close. Um, you know, the Lions have a pretty good offense, like decent. Like it's just Goff's just very bad. Yeah, their running backs are they're performing both extremely well. For well they have a great they have a great offensive line. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams both really performing for fantasy so far this year. Uh, yeah. And PJ Hawkinson's doing doing well. Um, yeah, PJ Hawkinson. It's just Goff is just. He just turns the ball over a lot, and he just like he's just not that great. I mean, if he's your third quarterback, I guess that isn't bad, like in a two quarterback league. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, he's not. He's just not an exciting player. He's not a guy that's going to put up a ton of points, especially in the offense that doesn't seem to have like a real number one wide receiver at all. No, um, not yet. Uh, Quinton Cephas, Quintez Cephas was was sort of developing at it through the first two weeks um, and then kind of dropped off in that third week. Um, I don't I don't really expect much from him. They did draft a kid, Amon Rossi Brown, I think in the second round. So maybe he has a chance at some point in a PPR to make a difference in fantasy, but I don't I don't know if he's, he's even really been out there yet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, – I think it's – there's yeah there's I think if you want to own anybody on that offense it's Hawkinson or one of the running backs yeah yeah really either or Swift yeah. has been great though I would say off. Swift is definitely the guy you'd want you know yeah. I think he's I think he's uh, he's a game changing back and with that yeah. offensive line I think he's going to put up good numbers every week that was yeah. somebody we that was somebody we kind of agreed on in the preseason too yeah for sure and he was. Um, he kind of slipped in drafts. He was, I think I got him in the fifth round in one, in one draft. Um, that was lucky. Um, yeah. 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 yeah it was probably, I think he fell a little bit because there was question marks about his week one status. So yeah. I felt like there was a little drop there. If you were doing a draft like the week before the season started. Um, and I think you got, probably got a deal on him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think with that offensive line, if he stays healthy, that's you know, that's definitely a guy that can definitely be a top fifteen back, maybe even top ten. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, not bad. Not bad for a not not a very good team. Right. <laughs> um <laughs> anything else you're looking forward to this weekend or um any other players you think might sort of hit that level this week? Trying to break out, maybe? Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anybody like I'm quite excited about. I've already been hit by, with the injury bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCaffrey going down. Um, I'm interested to see what uh, uh, Chuba Hubbard does. I'm interested yep. to see if he can be that Mike Davis type or if he's just, you know, if he, it'll be interesting to see his production. It'll be interesting to see if he doesn't produce, if Royce Freeman can do anything. 
Right. Yeah, Royce Freeman uh, had some draft pedigree when he was taken by Denver a few years sure. ago. Sure, and um, I think that we've seen that this offense can make running backs to look really good. Like, I mean, obviously McCaffrey is just a whole different beast, but, like, Mike Davis, not a bad player, but, like, I think they optimize his value just by that system and the way it, it really revolves around some pass catching for the running back. Right. And and that creates value. So, like, you can have 50 yards rushing, but if he's catching, like, you know, four to six passes, then you have some really value there, even if they don't get an end zone. Right. Yeah, that five <clears throat> that five catches is equal to uh, the 50 yards rushing. Yeah. In only yeah. five plays. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely more valuable a target. A running back target is more valuable than a running back carry. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, in that system, you're going to get targets. And I think they drafted him this year for this past year for a reason because he can catch the ball. And he did, I mean, he didn't have a great senior year, but he had like an incredible junior year or whatever, sophomore and junior, whatever. Like his last year in college wasn't great. But he did have like a 2,000 yard rushing season. At, I think he went to Ohio or not um, Oklahoma State. Right. So yeah, he's got he's got some pedigree of being really good in college, and uh, he looked good when he took over from yeah. McCaffrey. The numbers, the numbers were good. The numbers were. Yeah. Good. I was, I, I'd be excited to see what that is. I mean, definitely tried to trade for him in our league, but uh, Rob is in panic mode. Oh no. Uh, well, because he's 0 three. Oh. So he's in panic mode. He's like, I, I can't tra- trade anybody. Yeah, I need to try to win. And he's like, if he goes to 0-4, it could be fire sale. Oh, boy. That's a little early still. What did we Do we even move the season or change the uh, schedule around at all? Are we still ending in week 16? That's one thing we need to talk about. Because we, like, we <laughs> kind of talked – well, we kind of talked about it. it too late. No, no, I don't think it is. I, I, it's definitely too late to change the schedule. I didn't have, a, I didn't have an option. To change it, that's yeah. what well, that's what it was. Like I couldn't figure out. I mean, I don't mind ending in week sixteen, like we usually. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I think we should get a get a handle on it for next year and add another game for m- a little bit more fun. But uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't I don't mind it either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could also yeah. There can there could be a lot of different options we could use. For that extra week, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the NFL operates with the extra game. Like our our teams are definitely in the playoffs and can't really see their CD move. Like, do they start sitting their players two weeks early? Like, is the last is it going to be like so. you know? It's just it's extra games, extra mileage. Yeah. You know, do, yeah, do think you think so. you sit some of these guys? Yeah. So I'm going to see how it plays all in reality. Because we might be right in having our, you know, the 16th week instead. Right. Um, instead of the 17th week, which would be what we'd usually do because we usually would have our championship the week before the last week. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think it's just going to be a free-for-all. Like, the past few years, week 16 had been acting or behaving more like week 17 anyway with, um, like weird players coming in, teams tanking, and then just yeah. playing back at or resting team uh, players. Yeah. So I felt like it was heading that direction anyway. So I would just say, like, let's just go for it, even though it's yeah, kind of see, see how it operates. Yeah, yeah, see how it operates, and then it's 
maybe we're right. And then we'll right. be like, okay, this is the way we'll do it. Or maybe we'll say, oh, we need to move it to week 17. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying we should move it to week 17 because I think the trend is going that way anyway where, like, and even if they add another game, like, it's just there's going to be more players that end up taking breaks or weeks off than, like, ever before, you know? So I yeah. think that's just something we will have to get used to, and fantasy will change a little bit because of it. Yeah, like, players sitting for personal reasons. They're just like, right. I need a fucking break. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Or, like, you know, we kind of saw the unpredictability of players dropping off with COVID last year and then a little bit this year so far already. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's going to be somewhat like that. And it's like, oh, when you see, like, this guy you were planning on starting, oh, you find out on Saturday morning he's on the COVID list. It's like, okay, i got to put in someone else. Like, it's yeah. not like, oh, my God, my season's over. It's more like, oh, i just got to find someone else. Like, that's just how it is now. There's enough yeah. players to go around. You know, the, sure. the decisions – to be made later in the year, week 17 and 16, maybe, um, you know, we'll, we'll differentiate the, the better owners, I think, um, even sure. though they might be pivoting to players that didn't help them get there. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So you just got you just gotta stay active. You got to pivot. You got to pivot. Stay on your axis yeah. and pivot. <laughs> <laughs> pivot. Yeah, right, stay on your axis. That's, that's the most important part. <laughs> stay on your axis. All right. Well, uh, thank you for uh, for chatting about fantasy football this week, and thanks for thank listening, you. everybody thank out you. there. I thank hope you. you uh, thank you, Adam. And uh, you. I hope I hope everyone wins their fantasy week and wins a bunch of money. That'd be great. Yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> Me too. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you.